Welcome to the Common Man Hedge Fund Podcast. Here you will learn secrets to generating more monthly income using your existing retirement assets. You'll also learn techniques that will allow you to hedge your investments against an inevitable market drop and the coming bear market. I'm your host, Chris Wilson. Now let's get started. Hey, good morning, guys. Chris here. Uh, I wanted to continue the conversation that we had yesterday about uh, retirement and sort of how to manage uh, your nest egg and your assets. So uh, I'm actually not the only one thinking about this. There was an article in Barron's today, this morning, uh, entitled Three Things to Do to Manage a Bear Market Early in Retirement. Uh, it was written by Elizabeth O'Brien. Uh, don't know who she is, but it's a it's a good article. It's very well written. I uh, suggest you go read it if you've got the time. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it here today. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but I'm gonna read parts of it. So basically, uh, she starts out talking about a financial advisor who has a wealthy client getting ready to retire uh, this September, and she says over the past five years, a partner at uh, such and such firm has helped the man and his wife reduce their stock allocation in preparation for the day when they would start to take withdrawals from their savings. Remember, I, as I talked about yesterday, that's really the only defense a financial advisor has to control risk within their model is uh, more bonds, less stocks. Okay, so uh, I continue, as the stock market went gangbusters last year, the high net worth couple left money on the table, but they understood their goal was to avoid unnecessary risk before the husband stopped working. Quote, it's not the time to swing for the fences, unquote, the advisor said. Instead, it's the time to batten down the hatches and assess whether there are sufficient resources to meet our goals which for this guy's clients meant maintaining their standard of living through retirement with enough left over to leave money to their child and charitable causes. This turned out to be the right move as stocks have cratered after peaking in early January. Now, just a few months out from the husband's retirement, the couple is on track to meet their goals. They're in the midst of constructing a second home and they need to furnish it. So the advisor padded their cash allocation to accommodate that expense without compromising their long-term outlook. Okay, so now getting kind of more general and away from that uh, uh, specific example, she writes, one of the biggest dangers facing near retirees and those early in retirement is sequence of return risk. You may not have ever heard of that term, sequence of return risk. So I'm going to kind of explain how it works. <clears throat> Uh, that term describes the bad luck of retiring into a bear market and the idea that the overall market returns that you experience in retirement matter less than the order in which those returns occur. The risk of retiring in a, bad in a bear market is being forced to make withdrawals on a declining portfolio balance. In other words, being in a position where you must sell low to generate enough income to live on. The markets this year have stirred up a perfect storm as inflation has soared, stocks down more than 20%, and bonds are down about 10%. When we talk about sequence of return risk, we're talking about a scenario exactly like we're seeing right now, says 
so-and-so director of something, something at Morningstar. Okay. So this is exactly what I've been talking about. All right. I'm going to continue. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but this is good stuff. So uh, this really explains it. So first it helps to understand how it works. Consider the illustration run by another guy, director of institutional at blah, blah, wealth management. Uh, somebody with a million dollar stock portfolio who retired in 2000 would have $470,000 left in 2020, assuming $40,000 withdrawals. There's that 4% rule we talked about yesterday. So he, he retired in uh, 2000, had a million bucks, started retiring 40, uh, re withdrawing 40,000, which is 4%, and then adjusted for inflation each year after that. He got hit with negative returns the first three years of retirement. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. We haven't had a prolonged bad market or, or recessionary bear market since 99, 2000, 2001, right in that time frame. So, the S&P was down 9.1% the first year this hypothetical person retired. It was down 11.9% in the second year, and it was down 22% in the third year of retirement, which was 2002. Okay, so he started with a million. He started withdrawing 4%. Uh, he had those three terrible years. And now, 10 years later, he's got $470,000 left. All right. So if he would have retired in the last three years, or if we flip those returns, basically. So if we looked at the return last year, well, they, they're citing in this uh, story to 2020, but, but 2020 was up 18.5%. Uh, 2019 was up 31%. If, if he started out in retirement with those two years, then today he would have 2.3 million left with the same withdrawals. So it matters when you retire and what the sequence of return is. That's the point of, of the story. So here's, here's the last thing I'm going to read here, or not the very last, but for, for now, uh, that is very interesting. So it says, but the real danger of sequence risk is not a sharp decline followed by a swift rebound. Rather, it's a lost decade or more, like the stretch between 1966 and 1982 when the Dow struggled to breach 1,000, or the one that some Wall Street are predicting is now underway. Morningstar Investment Management, for instance, predicts that the U.S. stock will earn 3.7% over the next decade, a historically below average return. Okay, so, so this is exactly what I have been saying. We are in a position, I mean, if you look back at the market over the last 25 years, you know, 99, 2000, 2001, 2003 was the, was the, peak and then the the really prolonged bad market that would have been an absolute terrible time to retire uh since then we had 2008 which was a crash uh, very very abruptly and then a immediate rebound but since then we've just plowed forward well my in my opinion the reason is because the fed has pumped so much money in. Well, that's going to come to an end. I mean, it has to. So 
we are getting ready to see a different style of market and the whole entire model, as I talk about in my book and as I've laid out on the last few episodes, and I'm going to continue to talk about the whole entire model of the financial advisory industry is to keep everything fully invested. Uh, you're, so let me read one more uh, little paragraph here in our story. So basically, it goes on to say that you need to change up your allocation mix. So uh, Guy, president of, uh, of another financial firm, says his rough goal is a 45-55 stock bond split for clients entering retirement. He dials each amount up or down depending on individual circumstances. Someone with a generous pension can probably afford to take more risk in the stock market. For example, while a wealthy person with a low risk tolerance might sleep better dialing the equity allocation down to, say, 35%. So that's the model. That's the way they do it, okay? If you are worried about the market going down, you're worried about not having good returns, then what they, what, what, what they do is they set it up where your fixed income is the majority and sometimes as high as like, like in the article, 70, 75, 80%. And then you've got a smaller portion in equities. Well, why not just put it, put it in cash? Well, if you just sit it in cash and do nothing, then you're susceptible to inflation. So you've got to have some of it invested in something that can go up. But the reason why they don't put it in cash is because the cash isn't generating anything. Okay. So their goal is to keep you invested in a portfolio where they charge you a fee. Uh, you know, even if they've got 60, 70% of it in a fixed income allocation, they're still going to charge you a, a management fee. It might be a little bit lower, but you know, instead of 1.25%, it might be 0.6% or whatever, but that's their model. It's not that they're doing anything bad. It's not that they're, you know, trying to take advantage of you. It's not anything. It's that is the model. That's the way that the whole entire financial advisory industry is set up. You are, you put your money in, you keep it invested. And if you ever ask them, you know what, I don't like this. I want to go to cash there. There, it doesn't work. I mean, they can't charge you a fee to have it in cash. So that's the way they do it. Now, some advisors, and it goes on to say in this article, uh, what a lot of advisors do is they help, they they increase their cash allocation uh, when they get ready to start retirement. Okay, I have a very very good friend uh, who's a very successful financial advisor. He and I have talked about this quite a bit, and what he does, he's he's very good at managing people's retirement income. That's what he does, but he does it within the financial advisory model. So he keeps it all invested. Uh, he focuses a lot on dividends, but, uh, one of the things he does is if a person's getting ready to start, uh, withdrawing, he'll set aside maybe 15% or so in cash. Well, that he's shooting himself in the foot because he can't charge any fees on that 15%. But what, what that does is it allows him to invest the money, uh, you know, the way he kind of wants to with the plan, because if he's got, uh, you know, a 4% withdrawal rate, and let's say he's got 16% in cash, that gives him four years to withstand, uh, you know, a bad market before he has to start selling stuff to hit those 4% withdrawals. And in his mind, he thinks the market's going to 
rebound and do well. It's never, you know, done terrible for, for more than three years in a row. Now I would argue, I mean, that's a good strategy within that model, but if you've got other tools and other ways to do it, like I'm proposing, uh, I think it's better. So, you know, this article goes on to say, build a bond tent, construct a cash cash, C A C H E. And that's basically what it's saying. Uh, so going on to the, to, the, uh, to the last paragraph in the article, it says the most important thing financial pros stress is to not make any rash moves. It may be tempting in the midst of big life changes and market upheaval to pull all of your money out of stocks, for example, but smaller adjustments are the way to go. Going to extremes is where people make mistakes, so-and-so says. Okay, so that reiterates exactly what I have been saying. They are so ingrained with their model that no matter what, no matter what the market's doing, uh, they basically tell you, even if you're getting ready to retire, whatever, you have to leave your money invested. Now, they're not doing that again. They're not doing it out of uh, any negative mo motivation or negative motive. It's just the model that that everybody works under. Okay. Like I've said before, your financial planning, your retirement plan, all that stuff, it's built on a 4% withdrawal rate. Well, what if you could do more? Well, if you ask any financial advisor, if you went to them and said, hey, you know what? I want to do, uh, I want to withdraw 15% a year they're going to tell you you're crazy. They're going to say, you can't do that. It's impossible. You'll run out of money, blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I'm here to tell you, you can do that if you learn how to generate income with options. And it's not that hard. It really isn't. You just have to learn, just have to learn how to manage the risk. Okay. So that's what we're going to be kind of getting into and talking about here on this podcast. Uh, I, I want to make this extremely clear. I, I do not want anybody to think I'm disparaging my financial advisor brethren. I used to be one. I have very, very good friends who are financial advisors, and they do a fantastic job within the model that they exist in, that they live in. I'm suggesting that there's a better way. Now, you know, if you're, a, uh, if you're getting ready to retire and you've got a million bucks and you know, your financial advisor is, is telling you, you know what, you're getting ready to retire. Why don't we, you know, dial back your equity portion instead of being, you know, 70, 30, let's dial you back to closer to 50, 50, or maybe 55, 45. That's good advice within that model. But my, what my suggestion is, uh, figure out how much income you need, figure out how much of that nest egg you want to put in cash not all of it, but a, a good chunk of it, learn these strategies and then generate your, your income using these option selling strategies uh, and then leave a smaller portion even more aggressively than you would otherwise to, to keep up with inflation and capture the upside. But at least you can, uh, you know, go to bed at night. You can manage this program that I teach. You can manage it month to month and, I, I don't want to lay out everything because I, I don't want this uh, individual episode to be too long, but I'll give you the really broad strokes. So basically you set these trades up 
weekly, every two weeks, you can do it however you want it. But the, the gist is you have a 90% chance of having a win. And that win is say, uh, one X, 1000, let's just say a thousand dollars. Okay. When I say win, I mean, you, you sell the options, the money comes into your account, uh, a month goes by and then your obligation goes away and you keep the thousand dollars. That's sort of the way to think about it. Uh, if you want to l- learn a little bit more, uh, read my book because it, it, it details the, the way it works in there. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about it more on the podcast. But you have about a 10% chance of either taking a loss or having to roll, which means you you punt that month's return forward a month. And then, you know, you, you might have to do that again. But you have a 90% chance of winning. You have a 10% chance of losing. And the losses are usually about two and a half to three times the the size of the gains. So nine months out of 10 months, you win a thousand dollars or you make a thousand dollars one month out of 10 months, you have to spend at that uh, $3,000 to basically push it forward a month to, to make your thousand dollars the next month. So if you do that math and you add it up, it's very profitable over the long term. Now, what's the risk when when can it go bad when it when it can go bad is when we get a huge move up or down usually uh usually when the when when we start getting big moves down we just kind of step out of the way and wait until it settles and then uh kind of re re restart it when everything sort of settles out when the market is just sort of drifting sideways or up going going nowhere this strategy makes anywhere from, I mean, you can dial it up as much as you want. Like I've said, you can make half a percent a month to two and a half to 3% a month. I, I try to stick to about one and a half percent a month, which is 18% annually. And that's pretty easy to do on, on any size account without your risk being uh, something that you can't tolerate. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make money with options. But this is just kind of my strategy that I've perfected. It works very well, uh, and it's it's sort of systematic, and it's and it's the system I teach. So, uh, just to kind of tell you where I'm at with all that, I've been working on my uh, uh, book, and I'm getting ready to to have it ready to publish, hopefully within the next three weeks to a month. Uh, I'm I've got I've already got my basics classes, and I'm wor- working on some more classes, and I'm. Uh, planning on this fall to have another group session where you can sign up and uh, and participate in groups. And then I'm always available for, for one-on-one mentoring as well. So uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, attracting more of an audience to this podcast. That's the goal. And uh, I, I love sharing information about investing markets options. And I think there's a lot of people out there that can benefit from learning about options. And that's that's my passion. And uh, I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation. All right. Thanks. Have a great day.